back on air. It's been a, been a couple of weeks, few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks. Had to take a little break because of school Jewel. discrepancies. Yeah. And I was traveling. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where'd you Where'd you end up going again? So for one week I was in Austin because of work, and then the next week I was in India because we had family stuff to take care of. But what up? Yeah, it was chill. Oh yeah. Except the fact that I got fucking sick on the second week because I was only supposed to be there for one week. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I got. Was that in India? Yeah, wow. I got like a one o two fever the day I was supposed to fly out, and I was like, I'm good, bro. Oh, shit. What part of India? South India. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know, I don't really... I mean, I'm dark. It's, it's hard, I don't know, like... I mean, not to be like racist, that, so. but if they're darker skin, they're South Indian. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. I was it like, just... Yeah. I, I, I've been, like, just getting into, like, studying up that, like... Area of the That world. area is, like, culture and religious, like, beliefs. Like, I really I, yeah. get... I've really gotten myself fascinated with, like, Hinduism and Buddhism and Taoism and Taoism, just because, like, we are not... We don't, we don't learn about it a lot. We don't learn about it. But at since all, we do so. learn a little bit about Greek mythology, it's kind of similar to Hindu like mythology. Yeah, so I understand like the pantheons and the mythologies. I I've always been a mythology nut, but like understanding like the direction on where it went after that. Yeah. Right? Cuz like same thing with Greek mythology, like that's like it's like the linchpin of western, I wouldn't say religion, but yeah. culture, right? And that's where we that's where it comes from. Like that's where like religion, I wouldn't say religion, but that's again so culture started to like really hit its stride, you know, Mesopotamia area. And they had their own mythologies that were considered religions, but at the same yeah. time. Like, I always, yeah, I always find that confusing because I'm like, is Hinduism a religion or a mythology? Or is it both? Like, I don't know. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the weird part is like they've... they've like, like, I feel like I'm insulting people if I say it's just a mythology, but I'm like, it kind of, I don't know. Well, I wonder if like people, on the, like people in the East would say that it's the same thing about like the Bible... Yeah, but like, it's is that not a mythology? Like, or is, I mean, because like, and that's not trying to become any offensive, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. But like, to people who don't believe in that, like, would they consider that a mythology? Or, I just know, think it's just, because it's a religion, right? since we look at like Greek mythology and no one really, as far as I'm aware, no one really considers that a religion. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, if there's a lot of similarities for like Hinduism, is that like in the same? How world? would you even constitute that religion uh, as a religion either? Like. What are you, Greek mythologists? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you like, can't even say. I don't even know how you would like. I don't even know if they considered it a religion back then or just like a just way of life. Or or like, yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. interesting how people like come up with those like concepts, man. Like, how did you come up with the guy who throws lightning from like. And again, this is just very paraphrased, right? Because I don't think it's said like this. But like. Uh, uh, a god who strikes lightning down and you'll get millions of different depictions of the dude with a white beard with a toga on or like you know like all sorts of it's like that isn't there that like one iconic picture where he's like going like this or whatever like oh that's 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 how zeus that's uh that's like a that's christian oh is it that's That's not a greek thing i think Hmm. oh so because i think it's like the the Humans are made in the likeness of God kind of thing. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Some reason I always thought that was great. Uh, but, yeah, it's just weird because, like, then you'll get, like, it becomes supernatural to the point where they're talking about, you know, like, Zeus, you know, transforming into an eagle or transforming into a different animal and, you know, inseminating yeah. women or, you know, conceiving these or having children with, with human women. 
and turning demigods into like you just hear all these crazy stories you know it's yeah just, i think we read a little bit of greek mythology in high school but then like the percy jackson series came on and that was when i started like paying more attention to it but well, we also had the odyssey right yeah yeah we read the odyssey we, we read one other thing what's the one with the the dude who marries his mom oh oedipus yeah that's also greek mythology right i think that's greek it's tragic but yeah it's Greek. yeah i it's, think you're right i think it is but we had yeah, the odyssey and, pr- and prior to that was the iliad which was the trojan yeah. war so like right that you know you kind of got to dip, dip your toes into the water a little bit yeah but so, like yeah, I think, I mean, then, like, I don't know about you, I took the Olympics class in high school. We had a class on, like, the history of Olympics. And, yeah, same. And, like, obviously, that's going to dive into, like, a story in yeah. Greece. It's from Olymp- the Olympic, comes from the word Olympia, Olympus. But we'll switch topics a little bit. Um, speaking of Zeus being the father of the gods, or Odin being the father of the gods, too. Uh, Father's Day is coming up, so, you know, like, do you have any plans for Father's Day? Um, I think we just have a few people coming over for like not a Father's Day thing, but just like on that it just happened to be on that day. Yeah. But yeah. My family normally just grabs dinner. And that's yeah, about that's it. pretty much what we do too. Like I feel like holidays and like I feel like dates have been so watered down now. Like we've gone past that point of like Christmas spirit and Christmas all Yeah. I think it happens in waves, right? Like some years it's super hype yeah oh yeah i mean it's around it's around the young ones right so yeah. like for now now like that we're all turning into like young adults and adults you know our parents don't really give a shit about christmas spirit as much yeah. like, unless you know we have kids or nephews right so like we, yeah i have two nephews or like their grandparents grandsons or yeah i have three nephews and a niece now you know so whenever they come down for christmas or like the holidays like everyone's gonna fucking put on like that christmas spirit so like they ha- get that feeling of what christmas was and yeah so like their day isn't like ruined yeah yeah because you want to make those days special for them for whatever reason like i definitely remember growing up like in kindergarten or like first grade like mother's day and father's day we used to like be making shit yeah they <laughs> like for the week yeah <laughs> i remember doing the hand thing i don't even the like turkey no hand no no or... there's like the clay one where oh, you, i yeah, don't know that's that... very young dude that's like what Preschool. I'll do the kindergarten or, or yeah, preschool. Yeah, I remember that. A little hand picture. Or like some people do their feet. You can do your feet. feet? I didn't know you could do your feet. I mean, you can't. Technically, you could do your feet. I didn't know they like schools would lay yeah. your feet. So it was, it was weird, man. Like, you know, it's cool, but weird. But... Or you'd make a little card. Yeah, do like some artworks. I think stuff. fourth grade was like when they were just like, just make something. Like... Right, yeah. like second grade, it was like, or okay, I, we're yeah. all going to do this. Third grade, it was like, okay, let's fit it into this parameter. Fourth grade was like, you figure it out. And you then you start getting older and they start making like an assignment, like write something about your dad, like a serious yeah, ass essay. Yeah, bro. But. It's so weird, man. We're, we are a generation, we are the last generation of the 1900s. Shit trips me out. <laughs> And so, if we think about it, my dad was born in the 60s. Same. And then his dad must have been born in, like, the 40s. 40s. Or maybe even, like, the 30s. 30s, right? And then, probably the 40s, right? 20, 30 years? Give or take. Yeah, maybe late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Right? And then, 
That person's dad was probably born in like the twenties. Now it's like World War One. Yeah. Or like not the twenties. Sorry, like early. 20s. Like yeah, I, I figured someone was always like really like early nineteen hundreds. We'll say that much. And that was before World War One, dude. So like we're only a few one, generations two, three, removed from World War Two and a few more 60s. from World War One. So my dad's sixties, forties, fifties. Yeah, we're like three generations away from like a century. That's fucking crazy, dude. Well, we're the four, but yeah, yeah, four generations within, which makes sense. Twenty-five years span, yeah, of like, on average, dude, five, four, like three generations ago, people didn't even have fucking cars. Cars were not a yeah. thing. Roads were. I mean, shit. Two generations ago, people didn't have phones. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, a generation ago, fucking people didn't have fucking the internet. Yeah. Like, no know, social media. Not even two. One generation ago, right? Our parents didn't start off with phones, did they? No. Nah. I mean, they had, like, yeah, the, the hand, the phones, land, yeah. yeah. The the big-ass phone where you gotta, like, dial the fuck yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I think, yeah. That, man, it was and even their TVs were kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Cars were just, like, becoming a thing. That's where all the classic, that's where classics came from, right? The all the classic muscles, yeah. Yeah. Just all classic cars came from, like, that era. I mean, to make some classics, but fuck, dude, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Like, but then you think about it this way too. It's like your lineage, right? Because like my mom is the first. She was the first. She's the first generation. No, I'm the first generation on my mom's side. She was born in in the Philippines. Oh, okay. And at a very young age, they moved, but still, like technically, I'm first generation here. So here, like, I got you, got you. so like her dad, right, was born in. 39. Does that make sense? That, yeah, I think that. Yeah, that. 39 or 40s, right? So, that was World War II right there. In the Philippines. That would have been crazy. In the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. And so, his dad, right, was probably going to be in like the 19, again, 1910s, give or take, whatever. But still, like, what was the Philippines like back in 1910? What was Italy like back in like the early 1900s? I mean, we could obviously look into it here, but. Yeah. Or into the yearbook. <laughs> but like it's just so wild to think about shit like that, isn't it? Like where we got to today, like a hundred years of like a hundred years difference and then you look at, at your own like little timeline of shit. Yeah. And it's like damn. Like, or just like I don't know if you've ever taken the time to ask about like stories. Sometimes I will just because I'm always curious and I'm just like, how the fuck did you oh, even all like Because we have like I'm not gonna, we don't have like a huge family, but we have a decent size like extended family and stuff. I'm like, how the fuck did y'all keep in contact? Because there was no fucking phones. Like, yeah. And it's like it, transportation was way harder back then. Yeah. I think it was just like what trains. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say there's always that like mimic story of like. You know, I had to walk 15 miles uh, to get to school yeah, in the snow, yeah. wearing you know, books in my hand. Like, my mom used to tell that kind of story. And I was like, I feel like sometimes you're just exaggerating. But then when you think about it, it could kind of be I true. Really <laughs> like there's some truth to it, too, for sure. Yeah. We had it. Or like, people say we have it easy. We do kind of have it easy, man. And, like, the generations keep having it easy. But, like, that's, that's the whole point, right? Like, we're trying to build society to make it easier, easier, and easier to the point where like things are autonomous at yeah. a certain degree. What happens when we get to that point of autonomy? It's gonna be wild. I think there is like a book about that too. Is it? There's a, a million books about autonomy, yeah. like that autonomousness. But like even politicians or certain people who've been running for like for political positions have been like trying to get get their like foot in the door in that idea, like. 
what happens when jobs like when like, you become obsolete for jobs like, yeah they'll have to set like this like it's gonna move to like the standard of like you know you get a wage for doing nothing and that's just how it goes like right like how, how else do we make a living if yeah. everything becomes like the economic if, basic income or yeah. whatever they call it and that's like or uh, universal basic income that becomes the AI. yeah yeah exactly that's what it was but it's like it becomes a thing of like how can we like if, if ai makes human workforce obsolete and obviously there's going to be job forces that are not going to be like obsolete in that terms like we'll have a field but not everyone's gonna be able to fulfill that field you know what i mean not yeah. everyone's gonna want like the supply and demand of like work, labor force is going to be plummeting because of because of like technology and ai fucking coming in to take this take the cuffs yeah so then what yeah. i feel like people at least will get a chance to be a little more creative or artistic because i can never see ai being able to I mean, I'm sure there's like algorithms or patterns to follow for like drawings and paintings, but that's what I would want to do was like create like art through like code. And I guess like yeah, some yeah, people you, do that, but yeah, I guess so you could consider like oh NFT kind of thing. But I yeah. mean, like literally, like just create an algorithm that'll like create like an animatronic like little design. Thing. Yeah, I wonder if you could make a like a code or like an AI that can see someone's like painting patterns and replicate it. Yeah. Like a Van Gogh, like you could just see all of his work and then like do something new, but in that same way. It would be cool if like you just describe a drawing and like get a problem you're drawing. describing. And then if you don't like it, you can like, so like it's like drawing with words, you know what I mean? <laughs> like draw me a horse and then as more at the more details you give the better the, the draw, drawing gets, drawing it gets. Yeah. that'd be cool yeah it's an idea <laughs> <laughs> that's my idea copyrighted uh, patent pending <laughs> all right this episode can't go out there now <laughs> <laughs> i don't really care so make that that'd be sick I'm not one to be like no i gotta keep this like if someone gets yeah. that idea out there that'd be fucking lit i always feel like there's a lot of people that probably have similar ideas. It's just the execution that makes the difference. Oh, 100%. Like, I always 100%. just think of, like, the DoorDash thing. Like, back in the day, we had Pizza Hut delivering. So, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who were like, what if we could have more than just pizza delivered to our house? Yeah, like, exactly. what the fuck? Netflix, right? Netflix yeah. fucking just kicked Blockbuster's teeth in. Yeah. They were like, okay, instead of you having to rent a movie all the time and wasting your gas going to this movie store. Like, and, like, it not, might not be available because all the fucking CDs are gone or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, Here, like, just take it on the internet. There yeah. you go. That way we'll never run out. <laughs> you know what the, the, like, little linchpin of that was? was, like, the broadband, like, data. Like, right? Like, how much data uh, do you eat up now? And back then, too, like, we didn't have fast internet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, how much data does that use? Like, where do we use, like, where does all this usage of data come from? I feel like that's a lot of reason why we have, like, uh, such high carbon footprints because of all the data, like, centers and towers or, like, whatever. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That shit's, like, we have so much data, it probably could, takes up so much energy There's to, like, compute it. server rooms, yeah, yeah. server rooms. And they have to be so cold, too, so you're not even just, like, burning through, like, electricity, yeah. but it's, like, the, the fucking, heat, yeah. yeah. It's being emitted, just hot spots in the fucking... Like, like, yeah, I've been to a few server rooms. That shit is fucking crazy. It's loud. It's hot. It, it can be hot, it's, yeah. but it's loud. And it, it can be loud. Yeah, because the fans are running the AC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can be loud. It can be hot. It can be fucking just a lot, dude. Yeah. 
And the servers sometimes could be tiny or they could be like fat. Like Yeah. And like I said, it could take up a whole fucking room. Yeah. A lot of the time, like a lot of tech companies, like they have literally like goddamn like storage, like a garage big and like big, as big as a, a, a large garage yeah. full of fucking servers. Or like a warehouse. Like, there you go. That's a warehouse. <laughs> like a garage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this shit's crazy. Too much data everywhere. It, it, it begs the question, right? Because, like, there's that idea where, like, if I just started a chain and I just, like, just A, or A, 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 and I just kept doing a combination of things, or, like, A, mm-hmm. A, or B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, I'll go through the whole alphabet, then I'll go A, 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 B, A, C, A, D. Like, what would be created out of that? How many combinations of, like, things would, would come out of that? Mm-hmm. How long can we take that? Like, I don't know. Where, where would that... And where would that leave us at? You know what I mean? Like, that's just one of my stupid thoughts, I guess. Yeah, just like endless possibilities. kind Yeah. Of. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, if we run all the possibilities that way, eventually you'll, you'll be right in like what, what it says. Yeah. One day you'll, you'll get to the combination. It's almost like it'll be obviously like a 10 to the 26. 26 to like X power, right? But like eventually you can start spelling out things that would be true mm-hmm. and then that would determine future truths of like, oh, well, you can run to the combination of on, uh, on this day, you know, the yeah. deal will do X, Y, and Z, right? Whatever X, Y, and Z is, you will actually do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, has that been said? Like, has the future been like predicted already in a, in, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Through sheer, just the uh, data computer numbers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I think most phones now, unless you turn the feature off, like, it'll tell you how many hours you've been on your phone or, like, on what apps or, like, how long you've slept on, like, your watch or whatever. Mm. I'm sure it could probably in the future just predict, like, okay, on Tuesdays for the last five years, you've been sleeping this amount of hours or some shit, like, something you wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Just, like, there's, like, sometimes your friends point out, like, tendencies that you don't even notice. I'm sure if we just, like, put data to it, there's probably a bunch of tendencies. Oh, yeah. Well, with Moore's Law, too, with, like, I mean, you, if everyone knows what Moore's Law is, it is data is, is it data or storage capacity? I think it's storage capacity. Like, as storage capacity for data gets twice as large every, like, two years, and and the actual size of that unit of storage gets twice as little. So like, or micro as processors? I think it's processors, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do <laughs> For the Moore's Law. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about, about Moore's Law, right? Um, a little bit. I'm not like super familiar with it. Transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles. So with more circuits though, more electrical pathways, right? So that would be more data points. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, because I feel like I don't, I, either my brain is just not fully there on this topic of Moore's Law, but there's yeah. something that was there that I, that I you know I've brushed up on before. But I think that makes sense, because like, we keep uh, finding ways to make files and stuff smaller, but we keep finding ways to make like the places to store them bigger. Well, yeah, well, yeah. if you think about it, like, practically, right, like, how much was like a two, two gigabyte USB, like, back in like, 
Yeah, you, you could save it. like barely a few things. Yeah, but it was expensive. It was like twenty yeah. bucks. Now, like now, I found like a one terabyte flash drive for twenty bucks. Yeah, forty forty dollars. You know what I mean? Like now we have one terabyte fucking flash drives, not like and they're like hard drives. And if you drives. think about it, like a few years ago, they used to be like big. Like they probably used to be like this size, and now they're probably like fucking like this size. Yeah, they're exactly. like tiny. Then the, it's becoming a thing where it's like now the five now you have like five terabytes petabytes where those things are kind of big but like I guarantee you in like a few more years like petabytes gonna be fucking like a little yeah like USB. people who build their PCs could have ten terabytes in their fucking PC that's crazy yeah 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 I mean, now I'm very like still looking up the Moore's law oh it's speed and cap- capability. But still, like with more speed and more capability, you know, that just helps. I mean, I guess it helps my my prior argument of like, oh, if we wanted to just like, not again, predict the future, but write out the future through series of just like. Well, yeah, I mean, even like history, we always say history repeats itself. So I'm sure you could build algorithms or somewhere where it like tracks all the different events that happen in the world and maybe predict some shit that would happen. Well, that's always been my thing is like, where like what's the pattern yeah right if, if it's true that history repeats itself where does the pattern start and what is like or like what are the factors pattern? or like what are the things that triggering points mm-hmm. and like it's like it's like a it kind of dives into chaos theory a little bit right because chaos theory if you understand the point the starting point of chaos like of something in a chaotic state you can determine every pathway of that chaotic state for it so like the example of that would be like the double pendulum experiment so if you have a pendulum and another pendulum tied to it and started off at a starting point you could technically predict every point of that swing but if you if you can't if you can't predict its starting point or if you don't have its starting point to begin with then obviously it's going to be chaotic to the point where you may not know yeah because you don't know it's initial so you need to know that initial before you can know every other point between believe that's how it goes that's like part of the theory of chaos theory but I mean, alone on, uh, and now I kind of lost my train of thought. In chaos theory. Uh-oh. Oh. I like <laughs> chaos theory, though. It's a, great, it's a great idea in terms of, like, understanding chaotic events. Oh, yes. Sorry. But, like, so repeating patterns, right, in history. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we can determine where those repetitions start. Like, it doesn't have to be all of them, but if we can find certain patterns that line up, then we can kind of determine, like, where history repeats itself. Instead yeah. of just saying it repeats itself and having that being a big premise, we can figure out where it does. Do you think there's ever, like, events that have no precedence from previous history that happened? Any like, events that have no precedence? Like, what do you mean? Like, is there anything that just happens once? And like never repeats. I don't know. Or like I something like, that happens that isn't predictable in that. I feel like based on what we've seen and what's been going on and how much we currently know, right? And how much has been observed. Because a lot of the things that of the past, we can't even, I can't even confirm. Yeah. Right? Someone could tell me. Yeah, yeah, a first person there. perspective could tell me, but is what they saw what they really saw? And or is it how it happened? What yeah. they really experienced? Right, like, I would say 
It can be. It, it's one of those superpositioned states of an answer, right? Like it can be, and at the same time, it cannot. Right? Yeah. There can be like every event could be super unique to itself, in a sense, and at the same time, maybe they're not, and there's like a pattern for every event going. Yeah. On. I I just asked that question because like sometimes we see things happen, and then they'll come like videos will come out of like someone having already said like, "Oh, this is gonna happen," or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, or like. Um, like Simpsons predicted like Tom, yeah. like Donald Trump being the president or like, or like predicted a bunch of shit going Even on. like during like 9-11 times, there were like people that like warned or whatever that shit was going to happen. Or like even with this pandemic, there's like the video of Bill Gates talking about it. But I'm just wondering, is there an event that has ever happened that no one's ever said anything? Like No one has ever called. I feel like there's probably some. But at the same time, like there's so many events going on that are so... It's like so hard to track everything. Yeah. Know? Like... I think it's the magnitude, right, of the event that, that really determines, like, well, like, it was, a, or here's one event that we, that people called wrong, and, you know, now they found, like, reason for why, but, like, the mind calendar predicting 2012 was going to be the end of the, end of the world, right? Yeah. And that was a prediction that some people made and some people stuck to, and, like, it became, like, this conspiracy, and, and it didn't go through. Or even Y2K, right? People thought Y2K, if you remember Y2K, it's like, everyone thought that, like, the world was going to go into shit because of data point, like data storage for when it turned into the 2000s, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think they were afraid that like they used two point datas. So like instead of saying 1999, they'd say 99. And by the time it hits 2000, it'd roll over to zero. And like they didn't know what was going to happen. And they, ex they expected the worst. So mm. it was like a race against like reformatting all, every like data point that had a 99 on it or anything like that and you know recycling it to a four point data perspective of 2000s right so now you have 1999 1991 yeah. and 1987 and then so that point on when it goes to 2000s it wouldn't be zero zero it'd be 2000 yeah which is kind of interesting it's kind of crazy that they didn't even think about that Consider it, yeah. yeah what the fuck yeah but yeah really. but i mean like yeah the people could it's one of those things like did people predict Y2K or was it just one of those yeah, things or was people it, kind of speculated it or were there like people who like were in charge of building like the data infrastructure that said anything like hey maybe we should like do this yeah. or like um, it's like here's, here's an example of like that predict your thing but like the 2008 uh, crash right oh, the recent, yeah. economic crash like like they made a movie about it, right? The Big Short, where yeah. they they predicted the crash was going to happen. And I'm sure they, even during the Great Depression, at least in the US, there were people that probably oh, were like, "This is going to happen." Oh, hundred yeah. percent. If you're that close to the money, too, I guarantee yeah. you. You've you like seen that. it coming from a mile away. 100%. Yeah. That's how it goes, like people, and that's the thing though. Like everybody can make a prediction, and you would probably you got a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah, I guess technically yeah, because everything's in a superposition state. So you're proven wrong. You're yeah, it's either like true, right. you're right, or false. Like, yeah, yeah she exactly. didn't have it. Like, now, the odds of you being right are probably going to be slim based on your prediction, but at the same yeah. time, you still have those crazy odds. Like, yeah. I could say, like, oh, in, in three days, like, uh, aliens will come to my house and abduct me, right? Yeah. And, like, until that day comes, like, I could be neither right or wrong. Yeah. Until that day comes or that day passes and that doesn't happen, like, we are in a state of super, like it's a superposition state. Now the likelihood of it happening is very fucking unlikely. Yeah. Right, but at the same time, anything can happen. This yeah. Is how it goes, you know. Like everything is possible, and there's also not everything is possible at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very interesting. I feel like 
as we move forward in technology, things are going to continue to change. We're going to look back and be like, wow, it was only two generations ago when we actually saw people in person. Yeah. Well, now, dude, well, now we've gotten to this point of like globalized like communication. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can, you can talk like to talk to people that you haven't world, seen dude. in months. My yeah. girlfriend's all the way in uh, in Europe right now. Oh fuck! And I can communicate. I mean, it's frustrating. Yeah. I can time difference. With her, yeah. But it's it's different. I mean, time difference like, plus like your whatever phone service you might not want to text or call because yeah, charges or whatever. Yeah, cost, yeah. But if you use internet, like. Yeah, you gotta find and like it's weird because we're talking about like the philippines and like india and stuff earlier we're so used to having free wi-fi or like wi-fi available everywhere there's still parts of the world like literally outside your house you cannot get wi-fi yeah so it's oh yeah well even then too like a lot of servers are connected to each other for the most part unless you have like a huge unless you have like just such a huge system going on like facebook or like where it just connects to one kind of cloud yeah. Right, like it's hard to. I would say it's hard because, like, like I said, I'll 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 FaceTime her because, like, well, it'll just be internet yeah. consumption. But at the same time, it's just the difference in internet like consumption is just so. Like, I want to pull my hair out sometimes because, like, it's just shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just so bad. Like as much as like I have five bars and she can have five bars for whatever reason, like it's just not gonna work. Same thing when I was in Mexico. Like I was in Mexico and or in Cancun and she was in turkey fuck i know and like like i don't know if it was because i don't think either one of us had like bad internet but i think it was like i don't know if it was the distance or if it was just like something with the connections yeah it was just hair pulling man i just just hair pulling i just wanted to <laughs> it is a frustrating thing because it causes a lot of issue but yeah anyways we kind of got really sidetracked on our topic yeah supposed to be talking about father's day i was just gonna say it was like, what, I think what kind of sparked that was like, you said something about like, I mean. Oh, we were talking about the difference between like how far the generations. Yeah, we got yeah. really excited. But before that, you were talking about how you like, because I'm the same way. Like when I was with my grandpa, right? Or like when he was, he passed away in high school. But like, I never knew like about his past. Yeah. You know, so I wanted, I, I, I figured, I like started to understand it now. Just based on a, like coincidental like conversations I have with people around me, they talk to you about yeah. what he was like. Yeah, like, and so then I would ask like try and asking the right people. It's just it it's hard sometimes though with that side because like there's like oh you're a dialect your, barrier. Oh, you're talking about your mom's side. My mom's yeah. side, yeah. There's a dialect barrier, so like or and a language barrier for a lot of yeah. parts. So like whatever they were saying, it's hard for me to understand. And I'm sure there's still like cultural barriers where it's like they talk about some things you're like, I don't know what that is or like Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, and that's that's why I kinda of brought up the idea of like, you know, like my grandpa grew up in the Philippines, you know, like during a time culture, with no technology or like yeah. so like what they were telling me how it was ran there was like my mind couldn't like it could fathom it, but it was like hard to really put it into perspective because I don't know that culture. Like yeah, that, you know, it's weird because like uh, in the past I've asked my dad about my grandpa, and like uh, sometimes he'd be like, "Yeah, I never thought about like a lot of these questions, so I never really asked him." And sometimes I'd ask my grandpa, but he's kind of like the type of person if I asked him about like what his struggles were growing up, he'd be like, "Don't focus on my struggles; just focus on your life right now." Yeah, that was my dad too. I think that's my dad. Like, grandma it yeah. was like yeah just know that it was rough and we had a hard time and 
Well, you know, she passed away too, so like when yeah. I got around it, you'd hear little nicks and crannies of stories, but like you're just like, I don't know, for me, every time I hear a story about like my dad's past, my mom's past, or like um, an elder family member's past, I'm just like jaw dropping. So, like, so I feel like people have like crazy stories, but they just don't feel like there's life is as important or like as it's not as the story is not not as cool or whatever yeah yeah i mean all the time but i feel like even if it's not interesting at least to like your direct family it's always interesting just to see like where you guys have come from or how the torch has been passed or whatever well that was my uncle he was just such a great storyteller and like yeah like he lived he lived a very full life in a very he died at a very young age he lived a very full life for for what he did but he didn't talk about much. He just knew a lot. And then at the same time, like, the stories he did tell were, like, very detailed. You know, it was just, like, tell me, like, all of his army, like, like as much army incidents without even explaining, like, going into, going into like, uh, on tours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, this one time a, oh, like, a boa or, I think it was a boa or a rattlesnake. I think it was, had to be, like, a poisonous snake. Yeah. Like, like, it just, like, was on top of the barrel of his gun when he was prone on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, those are stories like that. Like, what was he doing? I think it was, like, training or something. Like yeah. That. I don't remember those details, but I remember the... the like, the, the image of the snake and the... Yeah, I remember, like, what he was trying to portray in his in his stories. Like, he wasn't trying to portray, like, going to war. Just while he was in the service, in the army, like, yeah. this was an incident that occurred that fucking freaked him the fuck out, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's sometimes, like, with dads or, like, grandpas and uncles or just, like, guys in general, we just kind of tend to think stuff is not as big of a deal as they might be. <laughs> we just do, brush it off a lot. <laughs> you do unless you understand the magnitude of, like, what you're saying. So, like, yeah. again, another story my uncle told me was, like, yeah, when I was younger, I took a, a tennis ball and I just fucking jammed it in some dude's mouth. <laughs> And then you can like visualize that. You can take literally a tennis ball and go, holy fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like stories like that, it's easier. But like, I think it's harder to tell stories when like, you're like the solo person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I did my whole Ninja Warrior thing. But like telling that story is not as exciting because no one was there to like back the story up or like I could add say, details that you might have forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Or, like I or I could be as detailed as I can, and no one could take no one. There's no one I can like refer to to be like, oh yeah, I did see that go down, or yeah, that was how it went went out. Right? You know what I mean? Like you would just have to take my word for it. So I don't even like try to tell that story. I mean, there's many reasons why I try to hold that story back, but at the same time, I mean, like, I remember the first time I heard it, I thought it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's fucking wild. That was stupid. <laughs> I was dumb, but I mean, I don't regret it. One I don't know if it's dumb. It just kind of like shows your determination. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were better ways to do it. But, <laughs> yeah, know, uh, yeah. but yeah, my dad would tell me stories. Well, my dad is very like, it's really funny. I've been trying to get to, be to that point of like my uncle kind of storytelling because he just fucking, was he would take a story. And like I said, he was just a knowledgeable guy. So like he would tell me about like a lot of like mythology stories. Like, told me, and I couldn't tell if they were true or not. But the way he told it, I was like, I don't give a shit if this thing is true or not. Like I like this story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it got to that point. My dad was a guy who would. He wasn't much of a storyteller. He was very. He was a very practical guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like same thing as like you talking about like your grandpa. Like don't tell. Like you. Don't, 
I don't need to learn about my shit. Like, figure your own shit out. Yeah. You know, like, you can learn my shit when you get your shit figured out. But yeah. Until then, like, get your shit figured out. So, yeah, my dad was more that kind of style thing. But, like, he'll he'll use, like, references. He was like, you know, when I was your age, you know, that was something that was, like, that happened to me similarly. And, like, he would go into detail of it. Like, slight, yeah. so little detail. Not, not a lot, but a little bit. I think, I feel like as a dad, you really can't, like, you really can't go into a lot of details. I mean, like, what? Okay, so for instance, if I was a father, you know, I couldn't tell my son that I was like a partier. Or like yeah, a but see, like, like be, with you, I think it's fine. But with me, there's no way other people aren't gonna tell those stories. So it might as well, well just come goes, from me. Right? Though. It's like something you have to hear from the word of mouth, right? Or like your uncle, or like their, Someone like your dad's brother, or something's gotta like be like, yo, this dude. It's because one of those things where you have to have people brag for you. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't brag yourself. Sure. You have to have someone else. It's like showing that humbleness. Yeah. And you're like, it's the back of your mind. You don't even know this shit, my boy. So, like, let my uncle tell, let, let my best friend tell you, like, all the shit that I had to go through. Yeah. I won't. Because, you know, it's just like a humble thing, you know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, unless I'm, like, mistaken, do you have, like, a unique experience? Because your dad also coached you, right, for baseball? Oh, yeah. So, how was that? Like, because a lot of parents, they just, like, you know, they're busy with work, so they just drop their kid off, maybe show up to a game. And they might not even understand the game, right? So they can't really be like telling you what you're doing wrong. They might be like, you need to score more, but they can't like, oh, man. you know. So my dad was very, I'll just put it this way. Cause like, it wasn't just baseball. My dad was very involved in my life in a good way. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a always good. Yeah. Way. Like, he owned his own business at the time. So like. He was busy. He wasn't busy in this. Like it was weird. He was a residential contractor and construction worker and owned his own construction company. So like we would hang out with kids that were our age because you know i mean the the, the parent like he would he would work on and do foundational work on houses for families with kids our age like you know you're just words of friends or like friends from like baseball so we got could meet a lot of kids that way we get to hang out with our dad a lot and like you know he hung out with us a lot because like he worked his schedule around our schedule mm-hmm. And then we would hang out with him on the job site because, you know, it's construction. Like, it was at someone's house, so we got to hang out. And in a sense, it was like, it was a daycare, but, like, it was daycare because our like dad was there. Yeah. But he also gave us the freedom to, like, be kids, have fun, and do the like do the things kids that stuff, we wanted yeah. to. Like, I mean, when I, you know, as a kid, I was fascinated with, like, rifles because we had, like, we had like little pellet rifles, like you know, that shot like those metal BBs. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing that's gonna cause real damage. At coke cans, literally yeah. coke cans. It's like as much as we did. You know, we'd take it out. Or like we'd go camping along. That's what we'd shoot at. We wouldn't shoot animals or anything like that. Just like coke targets. Yeah, literally, practicing. Yeah. yeah, practicing your eye. Yeah. So like I always had like that fun of fascination with being like uh, me and my brother would play cops and robbers. <laughs> so like any like any like extra two by four, like I would get him or like his one of his workers to like carve up a gun for me you know, like a rifle just to pretend you know you, as a kid you'd always have pretend play yeah shit, you know so that was what i'd do you know, it was a lot of fun but like taking it to sports so he was my baseball coach for a long time he was like he was a huge baseball guy mm-hmm. loved the sport loved coaching he was always like a, a huge coach but i mean he he made me and my brother like amazing baseball players like were we like the highest caliber? I wouldn't say. Maybe my brother might have been mm-hmm. like, when, growing up. Me, I wouldn't say as much, but I, I was, I was 
solid. I was a very solid player. Yeah, I was very consistent. Especially like once I started getting like my grounds and my head like on my shoulders straight. And started understanding the game better. Yeah, once exactly once my like baseball IQ kind of kicked in, I was like, okay, like now I'm starting to become like a a, a, good, a better player. But again, there was a lot of players better than me in like a lot of leagues. But I kind of it's like I kind of knew my role. Yeah, yeah. I kind of knew I was like, oh, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not that good at. This guy's. Definitely more exceptional than me at this, but you know, I'm better than him at that. You know, I could lay down bunts and I was faster, whatever the case may be. But like, he knew that part really well. He was also my soccer coach, like, he was just, he was just that guy that just wanted to be involved. That's good though, because a lot of people kind of oh, yeah. don't. And he kept, and that was the thing is, like, he knew, uh, and this is maybe despised, but I think personally, and I, I would say, because he only coached us at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, once it got to like that extreme competitive competitiveness, he knew. Again, it. baseball is a different story because that was a shit. Yeah, yeah, like he was the baseball guy. But outside of baseball, because I got into soccer and that became my sport, he kind of was just like, I have to let the leash go on this one. Like, it is getting to the point where it's out of my caliber of like coaching. So I'm gonna leave it to the Someone coach. Else. Yeah, and he was really good at that. Like as a as a parent and a coach, I think he knew perfectly like when to transition. Yeah, I mean, you you have and again, I used to be his little wingman as a as a little coach when my brother was because he mainly coached my brother in baseball. That was yeah, because that's your brother's shit. My yeah. brother was this baseball stud, and I was the soccer stud. That's just how it went. Now we were both good at yeah, opposite each sports, respective yeah. sports, but like if 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 it was a pickup game, like. If you picked him over me in baseball, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, if it was soccer, because of the age difference, I think there would be some discrepancy. But I think I would pick myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just how it goes. Like soccer was my stick, baseball was his. Um, but yeah, I was always like, I I saw him have to deal with like those parents that would be like, like why is my kid not getting playing time? Yeah, or right, like exactly. blah, 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 blah. Or the coach, the the outfield coach. The parent coach. So like, uh, there's that that that. Parent, they don't agree on like how to coach. The parent who would see their player either in the outfield or like on first base or like second, where, like wherever they're at, they would hover over them and be like, "This is how you, this is how you should be playing baseball." You know what I mean? You're doing it wrong, and this is how you do it right. Even though I'm not the coach, right? So yeah. like my dad had to deal with that of like having to argue with a parent as a coach on like, no, your son needs to listen to the coach, not to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So like he knew how to deal with that. He's been on both. He's been on one side of it, so he knew how to act accordingly on the other side. Now, him and I used to run into it every now and then, and I guarantee you, he would say otherwise. But like, we would have like, I used to be a little hot head. Weirdly enough, I used to be a little hot head during soccer. <laughs> like, cause like, I did have an ego. I will admit, I had an ego to a certain degree. Cause like, I played for like multiple teams at a time. I played for like a very, very highly competitive team, and I was again like I knew my role. I wasn't the best, but yeah. I but I was like you had I a place the on pack. the team. Yeah, I was in the middle of the pack right now, and you know it's somewhere. But at the same time, like my work ethic would always be the thing that kind of like pushed me to go harder. You know, I was just like I was a workhorse. But when I I also helped out like lesser teams that my my competitive coach had. And before he took those over, right, we had other coaches that would take over, and I, I would run into so many problems with those coaches. Just because, like, I get an ego. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and you're so used to your dad coaching. Yeah. It wasn't even my dad. It was, like, well, it was my professional soccer coach at that time. Like, 
I've had him as my coach. So my dad coached me soccer when I was like eight. Mm-hmm. And like, funnily enough, we had this other coach who was a, uh, he was a, um, I want to say army drill sergeant. Oh, fuck. And so his son was on, like, I played with his son and he treated us no worse than he would treat as like his cadets. So like, as he would make up, dude, we were eight years old doing fucking push-ups, <laughs> running like miles, dude. Like, we were the fittest soccer team in our little rec, rec league division. Yeah. Like, we won every year. And then it got to the point, like I said, where like the competition just like kept getting better. But there was more competition and yeah. people were getting stronger and like it wasn't all about fitness anymore. So that's when we left. And once that happened, my dad took a step back because again, that was out of his wheelhouse. So he kind of like let the reins go. But again, he didn't become like that hovering parent. At the same time, he was like, we need to get you better. So like off court or like off the soccer pitch, you know, outside of practice, him and I would like do a bunch of shit. But once once I went to practice, like that was out of his domain, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. But he used to be the he used to be the filming guy. So <laughs> oh yeah. He used yeah. to film a lot of our games for like you know for reasons of like records to keep or like. Or if like you during high school, we had it for you know to like review review film. You know, watch like oh dude, let's watch this team how they play again, so we can have a good idea of like you know, which players to watch out for and which players are strong players and how their play style is. So, like, that became a huge thing. But, like, on the – in that middle range of, like, high school transition, like, him and I used to butt heads on things. Because he, again, like, he would see me play with somewhat of an ego. He'd be like, what the fuck? Mm-mm. And I'd be like, what do you mean? With Like, him and I would talk back at each other. Like, mid-game, dude. Like, people would literally be kicking the ball past me. I'm like, what do you mean? Like <laughs> – Oh, it was bad. I did that with my coach too a little bit, like with my with some of my coaches, because it was one of those things where I like was it. I knew my role and I knew my position as a player. But you just thought you could do more. But yeah, exactly. I was like the way they were utilizing yeah. me was not to my best ability, and I was like, or like they just don't see like the work you're putting in on like the back end, so they don't know you're fully capable of or whatever. Yeah, it was one of those things. So I have a bar, like me and my me and a couple bartenders talk about it in this way. It's like, you know, like I want the bartenders to also work in this mindset, but I I gotta remember that they don't. They don't have the same mindset as me. So that was like that was like a realization I had to have like in my like middle range soccer teams. Was I was like, I have this very soccer highly highly competitive you know, team mindset where we're there to fucking win. And now I have to dial it down to this team that's not quite there yet. They want to be there, but they're not quite there. So I'm at like a 25 and they're at like a 10. You know what I mean? Like my fucking like tenacity and like yeah. amplitude. But yeah, like he, he was, he's, we've, we've had our run-ins, that's for sure. But like at the same time, like he's done a lot of things, like a lot, a lot of things right in my opinion for, for me as a person. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like because what I've seen, at least at that time, because my dad at least played like some sports because in India, like cricket's big. So he used to do that. Yeah. And like, I'm not good at baseball. We both know this. So like, I'm not touching anything with a bat and a ball. Like, But like my dad still had like that passion for sports. So he was into cricket and tennis. I wasn't good at tennis. So dropped that pretty early. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I like played basketball, he'd record games. He wouldn't yell during the game. He's not one of those like parents to kind of get into either, it we were very discreet about our yeah he would no no but the car rides back would be like nah you oh fucked up God, like dude. why did you not do this are you being too passive the car, or yeah, like the car rides back were the 
worse. Because yeah. you're like, if you had a bad game, or if you had like not the best game, you knew you were going to hear about it. First thing you yeah. get into that, first thing that door closes, you you kind of like waiting. Like I feel like that's sometimes worse because the parents who are loud during the game, they get all their shit out and it's like they're done. But like, yeah, like my dad was really smart about it because he knew. Like I was always, hey, my dad knew. My dad, I was I was such an easy book to read. So and they knew, knew the would, right like, buttons. Chip on my shoulder, yeah. or I was ready for like an argument. Or they knew so what he, buttons to push to. But he'd bait me. Yeah. He'd bait me so hard. He'd be like, he'd either keep it really silent until I'm ready to explode because I'm like I'm waiting. Frustrated. For this. Yeah. I'm waiting for this argument to come. Or it was one of those things where he would just say something so slick that I couldn't really like explode on him about it, but like it would get me. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was just like just enough. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back, and I would just like flare up a bit, and he'd be like, "Why so? Like, where's all this aggression coming from?" Yeah, like, why you mad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely like in that sense, I'm grateful because I see like some of my cousins today, and like they play sports, like at like whatever level they're at and their parents kind of just like drop them off or they don't really like aren't as involved so like even though my dad didn't fully understand basketball and like the iq of basketball he would at least be like you were wide open you should be like shooting that versus like some parents who just like don't say anything or they just think their kids are the best at everything like yeah so i'm grateful at least had that like criticism and like try to push me to be better yeah i mean it's always tricky because we always i at least I always hear about those stories about like dads who aren't involved in people's lives or whatever because you know whatever situations happen yeah so i'm definitely grateful that Thank i you. have like my dad involved i don't know my dad just like he just happened to know the, he just knew how to balance it correctly for some reason like again like i said we didn't have the best running every single time and we actually had huge problems like later on in life for me yeah yeah like end of high school type yeah for the most part growing up he just knew how to dial it in and it's not even to think of like it was more of a just disagreement on perspectives of things i think yeah dads are more prone to give you that tough love or that like reality gut check that you sometimes don't want to hear but you gotta hear so like sometimes they get portrayed or you just feel like they're the villain right yeah it was but, one of those things where it was like did i agree with this perspective at the time it probably not and even yeah. now it's like i'd have to reassess it yeah but did it come from like a good place probably yeah and i couldn't tell though you know yeah I mean? one of those things where even to this day i was like i don't know where it was coming from like was it to like help me or was it was well yeah because i was like was it just because like that was like the kind of like ultimatum he got but just even a little better than that like I don't yeah know. sometimes it's like some parents want to live through their kids so they kind of force them to do things that they or like they wish they could do or they wanted to do or like it's like one of those things like the same way we see kendall potential like was it a potential he saw in me that he yeah. i can achieve that i myself have like not seen it yeah because they see yeah. a lot dude like like I, like I yeah. said, he found he found the right like balance for me, especially yeah, I, not even just sports wise, but like sports in school. He just like he was concise and he just knew what to say and when it needed to be said. Like nothing more, nothing less. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he wasn't like he straight to the point, basically. He yeah. wasn't coddle. He didn't coddle me too much, but at the same time, and yeah, now there are some points again where I would do things different in terms of like 
how I live, but at the same time, it just fit my lifestyle, like, yeah. almost like a club, you know what I mean? It was just, like, a perfect fit. Like, uh, for me, I was like, oh, like, I want to socialize more, but at the same time, I wasn't a huge person socializing yeah. outside of, like, sports, like, sports and school, and I had my priorities straight, and, like, maybe, I, you know what I mean? It was one of those things where he kind of knew that, like, our school was that party, like, school. Yeah, yeah. So he just didn't want you in the wrong crowd. Didn't want me right? hanging out with the wrong crowd. And that was yeah. the thing is like, like I said, it fit me perfectly because I didn't want to hang out with the crowd either. So yeah. it kind of gave me that like, yeah, good excuse to like rely on to. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that was his intention. I guarantee you, it wasn't. But it was just one of those things. But like, for so for soccer, like like I said, like we would have our arguments and we would have our but at the same time, yeah. like, there was like, there was like moments where like kind of saw my like progress kind of like click each time it was like a like a light bulb went off yeah it was like one of those things where i'm like 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 exponential growth and just kept like the exponent it just kept going to like a new new exponent because like i was like i was very i was always very competitive and always athletic but i didn't start hitting my like first stride until i started joining a competitive team and the team was just above, like, leagues above me at the time. But I wanted to work hard, you know? So, like, that was, like, the first click was him. But, again, like I said, there was, like, a lot of things that we did that, like, I didn't agree to. Like, I would be drinking Red Bulls at, like, nine years old right. just trying to get through. You know, I, I, I had bad sleeping habits even then. Yeah. Well, like, nine-year-old, like, drinking Red Bull to the Damn. first 7 a.m. game. Like, you know. Him and I both had the same intention, though. It was like we both wanted me to keep succeeding. Like we could see me. I could. I wanted to keep getting better, and he wanted to see me keep getting better. So like we did what we could to to like maintain my like position on a very competitive team. Yeah. And that was like kind of the first click was like dialing in that. So like because of that, because of his push there, like I would literally go on like five mile runs as, as a ten year old with my uncle just to like compensate for like my lack of fitness that i was missing or like for like you know like the skills i was missing like we would literally do cone drills or whatever it took yeah and once i like dialed that in you know like then it became like okay you know i joined up like my soccer career was a very like roller coaster it was like you know very rec team but we were best in the rec <laughs> league and yeah. then it was like i was on the best team in the like most competitive division but i wasn't like the worst player on that team and then it was like, okay, like that team disbanded and broke apart and like there was like dramas that happened. So like my head coach, the coach that I've been playing for for like years on end, like he went on to play with the like, coach in a different uh, soccer league. Okay. So I left to go play with a league similar and the competition level was somewhere between like my rec league at the very beginning and like that super good team. Yeah. And I was again, I was like, I was one of the better players in that league. And everyone, like, it was one of those things, because, like, I just had fun. That was it. Like, I wanted to get better, and I always wanted to play better, but it was just so much fun. Yeah. So everyone always enjoyed, I always got compliments about people watching me play, because I was just, just played my heart out. Yeah, you know? you it was just, one of those the energizer, like, yeah. It wasn't, like, for anything, like, any alternative motive except for having fun, or trying to win the game and playing. Just being, like, the best out. you, yeah. And then again, when, then we went from, yeah, it was that, and then high school started, and uh, same high school was always weird because like my freshman team, I was like viewed as not one of the better players, 
But I think I kind of like people kind of started to see the potential of me being like a really great player. Mm-hmm. So like I would have amazing games, and then some games I would just be like not the best, but like just like in basketball, my defense is always rock solid. Yeah, <laughs> always rock solid. I mean, you play goalie, so yeah, right? yeah. Well, even as a different style, I was an outside back before. Yeah, uh, okay. I was like a solid outside back. I just fucking was a rock solid back. That's just how it went. Like. I was just super fast and I just knew I was just like my soccer IQ just like at that level my soccer IQ kind of took off a bit mm-hmm. and I kind of can like especially in like the in our West Cal division I was like I was just really good at being able to play against those types of players um, and then from then on I played with like my current and like my coach that I've had for like multiple years the one on my highest competitive I joined his team and the skill gap from my like from high school and that and even the team I played for prior was just so big again. Yeah. It was, like, overwhelming. But at the same time, like, me and my dad both knew kind of those things. I was like, he knew I wanted it, and he knew he was going to help me get there. And he didn't know, like, how to, because, again, that caliber was beyond both His, of us. Yeah. But he knew to just keep pushing. So we just did that. Like, literally, he was just that guy. It was just like, I will be... He pushed the right buttons. At yeah, the right he was times. like, "I don't know how to do this for you. I don't know, but like, we'll do it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, we'll we'll take literally what we did in practices with this team, and we will literally just do drill them until yeah. you, they fucking are cake work. And then from then on, like, came one of those things where I just hung out with my coach a lot because he coached like three or four different teams. So I would have four or five different practices. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And so, like all busy the, schedules, all yeah. the hard shit in my life, like waking up early and getting to school, was always taken care of by someone else. Because like everyone knew, like my whole fucking drive was soccer. Yeah, like it was literally like it'd be school, soccer. <laughs> yeah, it'd be literally like I would do school in the or I practice soccer in the morning before school, so I get up at like five a.m. Or my brother would wake my ass up. I'd bring my soccer ball, like my gear, and I'd yeah. practice in the morning, and then, then it would be school. And then at lunch, I'd practice sometimes, too, if I had extra time at lunch. And then after that, if I wasn't in season for high school, I'd be practicing as, like, three or four practices with my coach. And, again, my high school coach was my club coach. So, like, after high school, there were certain rules you, like, had to maintain to, like, qualify for, like, high school. So, like, you could practice outside of high school, but you couldn't do more than, like, half the amount of players on a field. So, like, you have 11 players on a field. If you did 6v6, then you can disqualify your whole entire high school record and team for oh, that. shit. Yeah, if they caught you. So we would be some, again, my coach was my high school coach. So he had like, he was like, we are not running that risk. So we would play fives or fours on short fields. And like literally, I would just get my reps in and I would just get my practices in. I would do literally like high school practice. And then like four, three or four practices after that, and then I'd come home and somehow still have time for like schoolwork and everything like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, the whole time I, this is and this is where my dad like kind of was like the linchpin for me in soccer because like it got to the point because like this is, I like hit my peak. I literally hit like I was like hitting like my highest strides before I tore my ACL, and then I tore my ACL, and it was one of the things where like my. 
like my drive wasn't gone yet and I was still like determined and I was like I can make this happen and then I got injured again yeah and that was when I was just like damn that was literally like everything out of me was taken I was like like your heart sunk you're just like fuck yeah it was one of those things where I was like this is what's like I put in so much much time into this and it's it's gone like that I think it's funny because like me and you out of probably most of our friends have like the most similar schedules Mm -hmm. growing up because like for me it'd be like wake up early because my dad was like i'm gonna drop you off at school but my work starts before your school starts you're getting to school early no matter what the fuck happened so i used to be there at like 6 59 or like 7 and i lived right across the fucking street so i was like the first one there but i lived the closest yeah and like i would go school and then, like, maybe daycare because my parents wouldn't get off work in time. And then I would just go to, like, karate and just be there. And, like, just – it would be karate and the basketball. And that was it. Yeah. I was always jam- jamming my days. So then my senior year, though, this is, like, when things really kind of, like – it was, like, when everything clicked. Because I tore my ACL. Like, everyone, again, like, to this point, regardless of how good or bad I was, people just liked the fact that, like, I would try hard everything yeah. into each game. Like, I hadn't – I left everything on the field. That was it. Like, I could be the... You could be doing horrible, but, like, yeah. Yeah, and that was the hard part, because my coach was such a critical coach, and that would always get on my, like, I'd get on my nerves, but that always, like, wavered me, because, like, I would make, like, 20 great plays and one bad play. And he just focused on the bad. Yeah, and I'd get yelled at, and I'd be like, fuck, dude. And then it would snowball. Yeah, because it gets in your head. If I heard it, or if it was one of those things where I made a mistake, and he was like, like, come on yeah. like it would snowball and i'd make another mistake and he'd be like what the? but he wouldn't take me out because like in soccer subs were were rare for mm-hmm. the most part but like if he saw like a lot going on like he will make that call but for me it was one of, it literally was one of those things where you're just like okay like come on like i can't make that and i like would get in my head too much and so like it was one of the things like this was i, I kind of figured it out Post, like before my I tore my ACL. And yeah, then I tore my ACL. And, and then you had to refigure it out. Well, I quit. Oh, I quit after after I. And then he was twice. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, senior year, like I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And my dad was like all for it. Like he, I don't think he was happy with that decision. But, but he knew he, where it was. He too. respected it. You know, he was like, I can't force you to do something you don't want to do. As much as like, yeah, and it's like, your body I, that's taking the toll, right? So. Well, he was like, he loved watching me play too. He was like, I, I want to see you continue taking this on to new heights. Like, I don't give a fuck if it's a community college. Like, keep going, keep taking it. So I was like, okay. But I tore my ACL twice, or I tore my ACL, re-injured it. And he was like, okay, like, I get it. Like, your mental psyche is not there for it anymore. Like, I'm not going to push. I'm not going to beat a dead horse about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's already dead. Yeah. So... But my coach kind of pulled me out of like retirement, out of like my like. I took. You're like, sulking. I took like literally like slump. six. I took six months off from the ACL, and then I played my first practice. I got injured again, so I had to take another four months off. And then on top of that, I took like another five months off. So I took like about a year, almost a yeah, give give or take a year, year, year a few and months. months. And then he was like, towards the end of summer, I think it was about a year. I think it was a year I was gone. I don't think it was a year and three months. This is a year because it was summer of my, like, this, like summer going into senior year. My coach was like, hey, we're going to need you for high school. And I was like, I haven't touched the soccer ball in, like, nine, ten months, eleven months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you need me? It's like, yeah, we're going to need you. And I was like, okay. So I, like, kind of, like, got, got, got back myself into back into, like, 
it wasn't my best shape, right? Like, I was fucking... I hit. My, I mean, yeah, and it's hard coming off injury, too. I hit my soccer peak. Yeah, whole year off was fucking garbage. But I hit my soccer peak. Yeah, it was right, right before my ACL tour. That was, like, when I was, like... I was, like, if I keep this up and I keep going at this rate, like, nothing's going to stop me. Like, I had, I had college... Like, I had college scouts looking at me for, like, a little bit. But coming back into my senior year, I was, like... It was literally like a fucking movie, you know what I mean? Like a guy who's like getting pulled out of retirement and <laughs> hasn't practiced in forever, but like we'll we'll put whatever he can on the line to fucking make it work for the team. And so like I did, I had a little bit of an ego there too, because like you know the way my coach approached me it was one of those things where he was like, he needs me to play, you know. I'm not guaranteed a starting spot, but I should be getting a starting spot or like mm-hmm. becoming the captain. Like that's the that was like the expectation, like with how much I've invested in like. The again the way it was approached, and that was not the the expectation was not the reality. Yeah, and it was one of those things where he was like, "No, like, yeah, I needed you, but at the same time, there are players who are just outperforming you, or like I see who who look better." I mean, again, I've had runners in my own coach too. Um, You're like, "Why did you make me do this?" Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, "If you really needed me this much, like, why am I sitting back? Like, yeah. I'm putting in." I mean, it wasn't like I was putting in half-ass effort. Like, yeah, I'm like, like you're like, and you worked hella hard to get even to that point yeah. to even be on the, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I know I'm not like, I was like, I'm not far off from like the rest of the players at the same time. Like, it's like, why are we? Why are we doing this? Yeah, we why are you, you pull me out of retirement and try to bring me back if you're not even going to play? You know, it was, it was one of those things too, where I was like, it wasn't just the fact that I wasn't playing or that I wasn't starting. I didn't even get playtime for like the first couple of games. Yeah. So, like, I was just, like, or we had a scrimmage game, and he put me in for, like, five minutes. And I did a really, I did really well for those five minutes. And I, like, I, but I was really frustrated because of, like, everything that happened. Yeah. And, and that same day, I, like, talked to my, or that same night, I talked to my coach, and I was just, like, this is some bull. I, t- I was, like, I usually never talk back to, my, yeah. to that coach. He was, like, the guy who, like, taught me everything. But I was, like, yo, this is some bullshit. So, he and I got into it. And then at the end of that game, my, my dad, and I was like telling this to my dad, I was like, yo, I fuck, fuck this shit. But I was like, I can't quit. Yeah. I'm not a quitter on this shit. I've already invested. So I was like, I'm not playing for my fucking coach. Fuck him. <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but I was just like, that was like the overall atmosphere. I was like, fuck this guy. Like, I hate this bullshit, dude. Like, like fuck this. I'm playing for myself. I said that in it, like all clicked. Click. My dad was just like, there you go. It happened. And that moment forward, dude, I had the greatest rest of the season. Great, yeah, the greatest season like anybody can have on that team. And I got like a little, like a high school award for it, like within the realm of soccer there. And at the end, and like even post that, I like played a few games like with my old club teams. Even then, like everyone was like, like you're still like you one, of the, one of the players we love to watch play. Like, are you going to college to play and? You know, it was one of those things where they were really sad to hear that I, like, wasn't at the time. Yeah. And then I got that college, then I got that De Anza, the De Anza scholarship. So I was, like, <laughs> I kind of lied to everybody, but it was one of those things where I had no idea it was coming. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, man. That was, like, literally, that was, like, everything in that whole, like, series from, like, high, high from school. birth to, yeah. yeah, to the end of high school was, like, everything clicked. And, like, my dad was like on point as a as a father as a coach as a he as just a was whoever he needed. supporter yeah. and as a filmographer or like whatever the role he played he did it like 
Or like whatever role you needed, he did it. Yeah, he did it really well. Now again, that's that's like within my life. Now everything outside of that bubble, I can't say. Was that I can't clean, I can't yeah. speak on because like I don't know like it's a bigger dynamic than me, so I can't yeah, really yeah. speak on. But like, there's too many factors at play within my own life from my own perspective. What he did for me was like was I can't say perfect because I don't know perfection, but like yeah. it was the best that he could be. The best I was gonna get. And, yeah, and, and I mean that with like the like all sincerity. You know what I mean? Like it was it was he did. Like, he did the best yeah. in his capability. It was a 10 out of 10. We'll yeah. just say it like that. It was a 10 out of 10. Would recommend again. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that just fitted me. That fitted me perfectly. Yeah. And that's why him and I still get along to this day, even after like whatever fallouts we had. Yeah. If we had any. Yeah. Hopefully, more people, like at least the younger generation, have those relationships with their parents and like their dads. Yeah. And it's just like, have better communication to see where the other side's coming from. Cause I hope that's the generation that we become too. Like we become like, I mean, the whole idea of like par- parent like parentage is being better than your parents, right? Yeah, it's and I feel like it's also just being like, the best for your kid too, right? Like put the all the bullshit aside, just be the best for your kid. But that's the way you learn, right? From the perspective of like, how did my parent raise me? How do yeah. I want to do better than that? You know what I mean? I want to do better than what my dad did for me. He wanted to do better than what his dad which his dad did for him right yeah. same with my mom she wants to do better than what her parents did for her that's just how it goes right you gotta keep it going yeah like, how do improving. i make my it's, it becomes a thing of like how can i make my kids successful in their own words and in, yeah. the, in their own definition of success like how can i achieve them what they want to achieve for themselves like i'm not going to give it to them on a silver platter but like, how can i help them how can i be a good support in their life to the point where once I'm out of their life, they are fucking birds flying in the sky. You know, it's such a hard balance. It's such a hard balance because I've seen, I've seen it done where people coddle their their children too much. And then there's also times where you don't give your kids enough love. You're too hard. Yeah. And then you put them down like the men, their mental is all fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Parenting is definitely very tricky, but we've been lucky to have like our dads both for like Father's Day be like, pretty solid for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is like at this is like no, I didn't get to just learn from my own dad's perspective. Too. Yeah. I learned you, from my cousins, your uncles, uncle. I learned yeah. from, you know, my friend's dad. I've learned it from how my friends were raised based yeah. on like them. I'm like, what did your parents do that made you guys so awesome, right? Yeah. Like same thing. Yeah. It takes a village to raise kids, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> it takes a village to raise one. That's and right. like sometimes you don't always want to hear it from your parents. So you yeah. hearing it from like maybe your friends or your friend's parents or yeah, other people's parents or whatever. But you know. Yeah. Or you just don't want to hear it at all. Yeah, there's sometimes you're just like, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm fucking right. It's like I don't care if I'm wrong, I'm dying on this shit. <laughs> Well, with that, I guess it's a hope everyone has a good Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> with their dads. Love your dad. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, just let them know that yeah, what Do they mean to nice. you. Say, and not just like Father's Day, just like just all the time. Just man. Like, especially if you see they're having a hard day or a tough time at work, you just, you know. Spread the love. I know. Like, we don't, we don't give a We don't need fucking days for this shit. Like, you could be doing it every day. <laughs>
Yeah, again, not just with your own father, like, yeah, like... With your mom, with your friends, uncles, whatever. Pay it forward, yeah. pay it forward and pay it backwards, man. That's how it goes. Yeah, we only get a certain amount of time here, so... Yeah. On that note, thank you for tuning in. It's been your boy Maui. And it's Bambi. And this is... Couch Surfing. Peace. Peace.